All right, 10.02 p.m. on October 27th, Wednesday, 2021. And this is basketball this week done quickly. Uh, still, uh, still buzzing a bit after that, that Lakers game. <laughs> Normally I come out here, first game of the regular season, Slam my hand on the desk and say, This is a no overreaction zone. No overreactions allowed. And it is a no overreaction zone. There are no overreactions allowed. <laughs> but <laughs> there's definitely a reaction to, uh, to that Lakers game tonight. <laughs> uh, their defense is just, it's just so bad. It's, it's some of the worst I've ever seen. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of bad defenses, so maybe that's not actual, actually true. Because AD was out there. AD was just, just trying his ass off, just doing everything he could. And you can only do so much when you got a a guy that just, just what's guy, what's dudes walk to to the uh, the walk to the rim every time. It kind of uh, kind of makes things tough to be a perimeter defender. And Lakers got got a few of those guys that just will do that right now. I mean, if anything, like I, I don't, I don't think Russ makes the right decisions on pick and rolls most of the time. I think he uh, pretty routinely uh, makes the wrong decision uh, on on pick and roll. But he's still he's still pretty good on the ball defender. Um, he's not really hawking the the lanes like he used to, but on the ball he's fine. He's, people aren't like rushing by him, and uh, when the Lakers had some solid perimeter defense in other games this season, he's been fine. He's he's not been a negative, but uh, but Avery Bradley, oof, 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 he he's a negative. Uh, Kent Bazemore, hmm, big negative, and these are two guys who are supposed to be the Lakers' best defenders. <laughs> perimeter defenders and oh not happening right now uh mellow uh, you know even I, I would say mellow hasn't been as bad as the other two uh <laughs> like, like mellow is trying mellow is is one of the worst defenders of all time but you know he's out there he's trying and i mean the other guys are trying too they're just getting they're just getting killed uh but you know they're hiding mellow on their worst on the worst of- offensive player on on the floor, and he's he's doing fine. He's mostly making his rotations. Uh, he's he's doing enough to stay out there, which is you know, hey, good on him. <laughs> but it's, it's such a bad perimeter defense. Uh, can't talk about it too much. I I could literally talk about how bad the Lakers defense is all night, but have to move on to something else. There's a a lot of teams, a lot of teams penciled into being the playoffs that are, are really struggling right now, which is why you want to go ahead and, and keep it a no overreaction zone. If you're a fan of one of these teams, or if you're a hater of one of these teams, there's a pretty good chance the Suns are not gonna uh, finish in 15th place. It's a pretty good chance. Pretty good chance the the Kings are not gonna finish in the playoffs. And these these are things that are pretty. Pretty likely to happen. 
uh, Rockets are have two wins and uh, they may they may have twelve wins all season. So you know it's don't overreact. Don't get too caught up in these first games. Uh, usually, teams are the the players are tired from from training camp uh, because training camp is 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 grueling, and they're usually in game shape, but not all the way in game shape. Especially guys like LeBron, who you know have don't don't play in the preseason, and uh, which isn't to say LeBron isn't in game shape. He's always in game shape, but. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a bad example, but you know, other guys who don't play in preseason often, like Booker. Okay, Devin Booker skipped a lot of preseason games. He he is not in game shape right now. That so there you go. Uh, those games they kind of, they don't matter a ton, but sometimes guys come in in the first two or three games out of game shape when they skip their preseason games. And just saying, it happens. Don't overreact. These things are going to be fine. Uh, these teams are going to write the ship. I don't know if the Lakers are going to write the ship. The Lakers may be what they are, which is a wildly unpredictable team every single night. But other than, I mean, even that's not an overreaction. It's just saying they're going to be random, and I think that's the case. I think things are going to even out overall because that's what they do. That's what they do. No overreact zone. Not a lot of like actual hard news to talk about. Like, uh, I was really worried I was gonna have to talk about a Jokic injury yesterday. Thank, thankfully, he's uh, he's all right. He managed to just who knows what it is. They say no structural damage, and that's good because if there's no structural damage, he may not miss any time at all if he has like Ron Artest knees. <laughs> but you know, no 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 structural damage to me usually means a bruise and you know, miss a week, maybe week or two. So I'm really glad he's not hurt. Cause that, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need the MVP to have a major knee injury the next year. That's bad. And Jokic is a fun player to watch. We don't need to, to see him gone. So I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's okay. All right. Team of the week. It is the Chicago bulls. I have to give them their flowers. Uh, I know a lot of you weren't listening to this show two years ago, but uh, embarrassment of the week became the embarrassment of the week presented by the Chicago Bulls because I could not talk about how they were the most embarrassing team in the league every single week. I got bored of it. So uh, when they're good, I'm going to give them their flowers, and they're good. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching their defense. <laughs> their offense is still still kind of stinks, but... Their their defense is really good, and you know people are are putting down the teams that that they beat. But you know, a win's a win, and this is a team that didn't always get those wins. So good on the Bulls, really good on the Bulls. Almost could almost be the the Cavs because the Cavs are also playing above their head, uh, but the Bulls have won pretty consistently. So yeah, it's it's the Bulls. They're a team of the week. I'm glad to say something positive about the Bulls for once. Embarrassment of the week. Well, if it's just if we were only talking basketball, if we were only talking the on the court product, it would hundred a hundred percent be the Lakers. They absolutely deserve to be the embarrassing team of the week. I just want to put that out there. They they should win this award. But the Phoenix Suns are the embarrassment of the week, and the reason is is because uh, there was a report that 
uh, Robert Sarver has a history of racism and sexism and sexual assault and all sorts of just terrible shit. And this needs like this needs to be what we consider embarrassing in basketball. Like, yes, it sucks when a team is bad <laughs> that we thought was going to be good. Um, but I mean, you could say that about the Suns. They are playing really bad basketball right now. But uh, that doesn't matter. What matters is, is uh, the stories that we've heard and the way that they responded to them. Like, they didn't just respond in tweets. I got an email from the, from Robert Sarver's company trying to like claim these things are false <laughs> like like come on come on it's 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 a bad look when you don't want to be the cheapest owner in the week and then also racist and also sexist and also a sexual assaulter you don't want to be all those things that's, that's all bad that all means you shouldn't be owning an nba team uh robert sarver should definitely sell the team he should have sold the team years ago uh, I, I don't like that guy uh, yeah, I don't like that guy at all. <laughs> him and uh, him and Geraldo are the University of Arizona alumni who I have the least love for, for, for sure. <laughs> anyway, that's it for basketball. I do a segment, uh, non-basketball, every week just to uh, to make my friends who don't like basketball happy, <laughs> basically, because I have s- some friends who pity listen and they don't like basketball, and this is the part of the show they like. Anyway, uh, Halloween Kills is what I'm going to talk about this week. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just a completely ridiculous movie, but I'm like, I, I'm kind of enamored with it. Like it 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 did something to my heart. Uh, it's like the Grinch scene where um, my heart, instead of my heart growing like two sizes too big and feeling of love, it uh, twisted into like an awkward shape and is filled with confusion. <laughs> it's such a weird movie. <laughs> like, first of all, Michael Myers is definitely the protagonist of the film. Like, if you pay attention, uh, like he's not the antagonist. Uh, everybody is is reacting to what he does and he's the hero uh and no matter how justified uh the people on the other end of his knife are for for uh not liking him uh they're they're gonna die <laughs> they're gonna die oh <laughs> and like just trying to like figure some of the dialogue out and trying to understand some of the scenes it's <laughs> it's you have to see it to believe it it's one of these it's it's one of these things that you have to see to believe and i'm not even saying it's a bad movie like it's there's some parts that are pretty bad but there's some parts that are pretty good (laughs) but as a whole it is a very confusing film and i think i think you should check it out yeah i think you should check out halloween kills um put up turn off the lights put up your feet eat the whole bowl of uh, trick-or-treater candy for yourself and and watch halloween kills All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, Stay safe, my beautiful friends, and I'll talk to you later.